Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me For Podcast, episode 81. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host to my right. He is the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Richard Garcia, Dicklicious himself. Hey, hey, welcome aboard, man. This is the first, the second of November. Happy Dia de los Muertos. Ooh, happy Dia de los Muertos. Very much. Uh, a lot to get into this week. A lot happened this week, and we're really excited to get into it. We're going to talk about SmackDown and what happened with the NXT invasion. Uh, Crown Jewel happened, and a lot of superstars got stuck there, uh, stranded, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, NXT and AEW give us so-so shows, and Raw on an island by itself uh, being Raw. Um, this was indeed a Halloween Havoc episode. This is indeed a Halloween Havoc Ooh, I like that. Absolutely. Um, but before we get into all that, let's get into our sponsors. Let's give it up to our sponsors. LapelYad.com. Um, if you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Go to LapelYad.com. Use our promo code PUTMEOVER. And in turn, that website will put you over and you'll get 20% off your entire order. Just released some new Acolyte shirts for the holiday season, the, the, uh, the Halloween season. Uh, so definitely go check them out. Uh, they got pins. They got stickers, they got hoodies, they got t-shirts, they got what you need. Uh, so definitely go to lapelia.com. Also, go go check out our friends at Grudge Man's Brand Apparel. Go to their website or go to their Instagram, whichever you like. Uh, make sure you go check them out because they are dropping the hottest in uh, wrestling and rock and roll merchandise. Um, great mashups, really creative. Um, I got a sneak peek of their next one. And let me tell you, it's fire, just along with all the other stuff. So make sure you go to Grudge Match Brand. Turn on their notifications on Instagram because you're going to want to know when their pre-sale starts so you don't miss out on anything that they got going on there. Also, if you are ever if you want some merchandise from us, go to PutMeOver.com for all of your PutMeOver merchandise needs and wants. Um, we, we got it. Uh, you want a shirt with Dick's face on it? You can have that. Uh, just go to PutMeOver.com. Check out our merch store. Um, any purchases you make there definitely help out the podcast here. So, so definitely go check that out. And um, with that being said, there's a lot of news to get into, right, right, Dick? This has been a busy week, very much so. So let's get into the news. Let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. Take it away, Dick. You know, every week, it's always like there's always something going on in the wrestling world, and uh, today is no different. Um, this was actually reported as early as la- uh, last week, but we didn't really catch first glimpse of it until last Sunday, and then and that involves uh, Jordan Miles. Uh, this whole situation involving Jordan Miles, aka ACH, aka Albert Hardy Jr., is um, there's it's multi layered to say the least. Because uh, last Sunday, we first reported was that um, there was a shirt that was released um, by, by WWE, or at least initially released by WWE, where he had a all-black design, and it was a smiley face with his teeth printed Jordan Miles on it. And that caused quite an uproar. I mean, the shirt the shirts have been out for a while. Um, they did a big NXT dump of, of uh, T-shirts um, when NXT w- got announced on USA. Um, so it kind of flew under the radar, uh, but Jordan Miles definitely brought it to the forefront, and I'm I I stand with Jordan Miles. I I think not only is a shirt ugly and stupid, um, it definitely has racial undertones to it. Yeah, it, it um it does heavily suggest a uh, blackface, um for that shirt, and um 
if you want to if you want to see what the shirt looks like you can easily do a, a simple google search or you can just go on a jordan miles's twitter account and he'll have the link on there um it was approved for a little bit it was on sale for a little bit and then WWE quickly pulled it down um then they did it and then uh he was definitely frustrated rightfully so over the whole ordeal but it just seems like after that he just kind of just went off and just started taking um just started going after um a lot of people not only within wwe but also in ring of honor as well um started tagging vince mcmahon triple h yes um these are actions from a guy that wants to get fired i feel like um he went after jay lethal called him an uncle tom um and and ring of honor in general i kind of i get where he's coming from because i i've been saying it too it makes me really uncomfortable um when you have these black wrestlers coming out and they're there to entertain and chuck and jive and rap and and crime time you know like shit like that is just i mean just let them be wrestlers why do they have to have like a a gimmick like oh we we we're here to entertain and dance like i i i I haven't liked it i don't like it um they can do better especially when you got guys like like jordan miles or um you know rich swan remember when rich swan would come out and he would dance and be all happy like it's there's better things you can do with them apollo cruz Apollo Crews, just come out and smile. Perfect example. Um, I mean, even Kofi Kingston as well. You take a look at and um, I mean, I know we're going to a different subject right uh, with Kofi, uh, but for the longest, he was always just the guy who would go out there and entertain the fans, and he never really became a credible threat until until earlier this year. And now you look at him after he lost the bell, he's going back to where he was at. It's like, what no, happened to this guy? Not only that, but getting pinned. By everybody, he yeah he he's now now he's eating the pins, um and he was protected for like for his six entire months. range for six plus months he was protected pretty well they did a good job of handling holding on to Kofi and doing um the right thing for him but then as soon as he lost the belt he went back to where he was at yeah and you know uh, going back to the Jordan Miles thing he's he's way too talented um to you know be kind of stuck where he is smile smiling Jordan Miles like. He's better than that, um, and I feel like he he's trying to get fired at this point. That that could be. Um, the shirt it, was ugly. The shirt was it, it was it was, it was it a shit a, design. It was a shit design. It was a bad design, um, and it just so happened that when they did when um, whoever approved it um, at, at this point it really doesn't matter who approved it. Yes, in in hindsight they should have they should have been a little bit more uh, self a little bit more conscious as far as what this shirt had represented. They probably they didn't know whatever the case may be. They should have been a little more careful. I get where he's coming from as far as um, you know, WWE with their track record with 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 black with with, with black wrestlers. I get I get that. Um, that's that's fine. Um, he has every right to make that criticism. But my thing about with Jordan Miles is like he went after um he went after a guy who had nothing to do with it. He went after Jay Lethal. He went after uh, Ring of Honor now. I don't know enough about the Ring of Honor situation involving how they're pushing black talent, but if you were to look at it from an outsider's perspective, you look at Jay Lethal. He was one of the longest reigning Ring of Honor world champions and TV champ at the same and time. And he was a and TV champ at the same time. So to say that Ring of Honor is racist because, I mean, I, I don't understand that. Um, they but, were one of the few companies that were actually putting, you know, uh, African American guys on top. Absolutely. I mean, they had they had Rich Swan, they had Jay Lethal, they had ACH, they had Cedric Alexander. Um, they had uh, they had these guys for a while, even be- way before WWE ever had a chance to get them. Yeah. And I thought, um, 
they did a good a great job of pushing them pushing them to the best of their capabilities um maybe in his mind maybe he felt that he should have been pushed higher um and and you know everyone has that feeling you know everyone has that feeling well i should be better than this i should be put placed in a better position but we don't know that and, and we don't we reason but why that's the case i mean we all don't know that so maybe um there is another undertone to it but it's funny that he just but not funny, but it's kind of fucked up that he put Jay Lethal on the on the radar like that. He threw him under the bus. Yeah, literally a guy that had nothing to do he with it. He had nothing to do with the whole situation. And speaking of Jay Lethal, you know he broke his arm last week? I heard that at a house show, correct? At a house show in uh, England. So uh, he, he did not have a great week at <laughs> not all. Not a good week at all. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about what happened to Joey Mercury? Um, since we're on the topic of Ring of Honor. Since we're on the topic, Let's go yeah. ahead and do that. Um, so he's quit Ring of Honor. I guess he. I didn't realize that he left WWE to work for De- for Ring of Honor. I didn't know that either till. Um, I mean, maybe maybe we maybe I did know about it, but it's been it's like so much there's so much wrestling going on that I completely forgot about that till um till the story brought was brought up yesterday. As a matter of fact, yeah, I would say go to his Twitter account because there's way too much to cover. Um, there's a very lengthy article that I found, and he basically is going going after Ring of Honor, um, basically saying that um, that they are uns- it's an unsafe environment for talent. The fact that uh, Jay Lethal broke his arm and there was no M- MS- EMTs on site to help him with that, um, and um, he's throwing the CFO under the bus as well because he. I guess wasn't even at the show. Didn't go visit Jay Lethal. Didn't make sure his talent was okay. Um, not only that, wow. but um, there's you know paycheck disputes and things like that. So Ring of Honor is kind of taking it all this week too. Yeah, it, it seems like uh, there seems to be a, there's, there's definitely a lot of problems with Ring of Honor, and with uh, Jordan Mercury leaving and giving us that information, it seems like there's more problems to Ring of Honor than what they want to admit at at this moment. Yeah. Um, so. A, a lot of une- unethical breaches of contract, according to Jer- Joy Mercury. Um, so, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for them. But I mean, let's be real. Like Ring of Honor is not real relevant right now, anyways. They have, um, they have been probably the biggest victims of the AEW effect. Uh, I think even before AEW started, Ring of Honor wasn't really doing much. Now, New Japan doesn't even do business with them really. And now they, and now now they're going to do the New Japan uh, America. You Ring of Honor right now. I mean, they might be seeing their dark days. Um, they might be seeing their dark days because um, their main, the, the main thing with Ring of Honor was to have that New Japan contract, and as long as they had that, they were fine because they can always bring in the New Japan contract, and the fans would go see a ring, of, go to the Ring of Honor shows for that. So that that's w- how you sell out Madison Square Garden, right? And um, Ring of Honor itself couldn't do that. They couldn't. No, 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 no. Way. No other promotion could do that. Um, but they had to collaborate and did that. And that was actually a year ago, as a matter of fact. I remember going to um, Wrestle Reunion at the LAX airport, uh, one of the hotels near there, and mm-hmm. it was Ring of Honor PWG. Fuck, man. Uh, Kurt WrestleMania is what they called it. It was amazing. Oh, wow. That was, what, 2005, right? It was It was a while ago, it was yeah. a, It was definitely a while. It was definitely 10-plus years ago. Yeah, I mean, with Ring of Honor... They are definitely at a situation where they, it's not looking good for them. Uh, their t- their attendance has fallen. Uh, their house shows they're only drawing a few hundred people at most. Um, their pay per views are not drawing at all. 
um, the contract situation with New Japan, as I mentioned, um, since they're having their own American promotion, there's no point in having them working with Ring of Honor. AEW um, is starting up. It's almost kind of like how uh, Impact Wrestling was a few years ago. Yeah, Impact was. I felt like they were dead in the water. They've yeah. always. They're like cockroaches, man. They they keep coming back. They find some way to survive, and um, here they are. They've lasted longer than WCW, and so as Ring of Honor, as a matter of fact, they've they've lasted um, longer than WCW. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd I'd hate to see Ring of Honor close shop because of this. Um, I hate to see anyone like go out of business because oh yeah, it, 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 and it's not just for the wrestlers, but for those who work as employees. You hate to see them lose their job. So you know, we'll see what happens with Ring of Honor. It just doesn't look very good right now. But um, yeah, interesting how uh that those fact those events had played out and they all tied in together somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got, Dick? All right. Um, the suit. Let's let's talk about really quickly. Um. Speak, so uh, Lance Storm, it, t- it appears that um, he's going to be returning to WWE as a producer. That's great news. I love Lance Storm. Um, he announced earlier this year that he was going to be shutting down his school, which brought out some of the best NXT talent, main roster talent um, out there. Um, so yeah, WWE has a lot to thank Lance Storm for. So the fact that he doesn't have a school anymore um, and now he's going to be a producer for WWE is great for him. Um, hopefully his influence can go far. I would have him as a trainer as well. Yeah, he's, bring him down to NXT. Yeah, he's he's a fundamentally sound guy. He he knows the business. Uh, he's a very intelligent guy as well. Um, and if you hear him on his podcast, because uh, he did a podcast with um with Don Callis, so he did a podcast with Don Callis, and, and um he's he has a very insightful uh, knowledge of the business. So uh, that's very helpful for WWE. Um, we'll see how that tr- that translates down the road. Um, but yeah, so he is closing shop. Uh, November 29th is going to be the final session of his wrestling school, and then from there, I believe that's when he's going to start uh, reporting to WWE. Hopefully, he's used more than Bischoff. Yeah, uh, we can get another 83 days out of Lance Storm. Uh, but I mean, if he's just going to be a producer, uh, he'll. I think he'll be fine. I I just hope that his voice is heard and listened to because he has a great mind for wrestling. So the fact that WWE brings him on, it, that's nothing but positive. I think. With that being said, there are some stories that tie into what happened at Crown Jewel. So we might as well get into our review of Crown Jewel. Dick, what did you think of what happened there in Saudi Arabia? For the show overall, I thought it was a I thought it was an average show out of all out of the four out of the four Saudi shows, this was the best. I know that's not saying a whole lot. Um, I agree. Yes. But I just thought it was fine. Um I was a bit surprised by some of the outcomes, um, but it was by it was not a terrible show, but it was not a great show. It was just run in the middle. It didn't with, feel like I mean it was not as much of a glorified house show that yes. it's always been. Um, there was actual canon things that happened in the WWE universe um, that you know sent shockwaves through we you know what goes on SmackDown and Raw before anything that happened at Crown Jewel was kind of just forgotten the next day. Um, you look at like whoever won the greatest Royal Rumble or the thing that Braun won when he won the, the green. T- yeah, it was the, the greatest Royal Rumble. Um, you know, that's not really talked about the next day. Um, here you had the Fiend. Well, we can talk about that in a, in a couple seconds. But you had uh, Natalia and Lacey, Lacey Evans, Evans going yes. out and wrestling in, in uh, size 5X T-shirts. <laughs> I mean, they were covered literally from, well, not head, not head to toe, but they were covered 
a pretty ankle to yes. ha- ankle to wrist. Yeah, you could, you could say that. Um, because Natalia um usually you know shows some skin underneath the it's it's weird the way that they cut up her um her gear. Right. Um, it looks like she's not wearing underwear. They probably both weren't. <laughs> they probably both weren't. Uh, but you know the, they had to go out and you know I get it that that's that's part of their culture. But what I don't get is Natalia getting shit thrown at her while she's making her entrance. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that, I thought that was completely disrespectful. Um, I mean, removed from the replays on the Crown. Jewel. Yes, because um, I didn't watch it live. Uh, you did watch it live, and you didn't notice that, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it pretty soon after it ended. Okay. So, because um, I happened to watch it the next day, and when um, I was watching her, um, and and you guys, um, if you guys see this as well, let me know. Let us know as well. If not, if um, if, it, if it was edited or unedited, um, let us know too. Because I remember from what I saw, uh, they did edit out that segment where the bottle was thrown at her when she was making her entrance down t- towards the ring, um, and then they edited that part out, and then you can see like the bottle on the floor when that happened. So, um, but yeah, I just thought that was disrespectful. Um, you don't do that to the wrestlers. You don't throw. I mean, it was kind of a staple back in the '90s, even before that, where like you, it would be pelted with shit um, back in the day. But I, for right now, like I thought we're we're, we're kind of past that era. We're past you know fans being thrown at that. And even then, um, she did nothing. It was it was her walking down the ramp. That um, just tells me that they they're not ready to see women I, in this position. Probably not. At the same, probably not. Um, and then you also mentioned that there were also other wrestlers that were. They were throwing garbage at, right? Correct. I noticed um, after Rusev's entrance, uh, there was, or after after Rusev's entrance, before uh, when Ricochet was walking out, there was shit in the in the aisleway there too. I seen hats and it looked like a rolled up sign and some other trash mm-hmm. on the aisleway. Um, I don't know if it was thrown at Rusev, but I didn't notice it uh, when I di- I noticed it when Ricochet was ma- making his entrance, but I didn't notice it before Rusev came out. So that tells me that they were kind of throwing stuff at, it, at him too. Yeah. Um, you know, if an angle kind of calls for it, like uh, like someone turning heel or doing something dastardly, you know, we, we've seen, you know, when Hogan turned on on, on uh, Randy Savage, formed the NWO, the fact that there was all the trash in the ring yes, uh, really made it feel like the crowd was really upset, and or, I get that. Or when um, Vince uh, revealed himself at, I forget which pay-per-view it was back in 98, where he uh, fired Stone Cold um, on pay-per-view, and he got pelted with a, with a soda, with a, <laughs> not with a, with a cup of soda. Yeah, yeah. Shit like, like that, like, I, I, I would get that. Yeah, I would understand that, but just like... For no reason other than walking she didn't, out. She did not deserve that at all, and, uh, and, and that was in poor taste. Super disrespectful. Um, Kane Velasquez. They spent a lot of time building up this match. Uh, multiple segments, a lot of TV oh, time spent on this. Uh, over on Raw and SmackDown, by the way. Yes. Um, went t- three minutes. Uh, not very long. Not very long. It was a very MMA fight. Um, I feel like even Michael Cole and Corey Graves, uh, really hyped it up like an MMA fight. Um, a lot of striking. No, no real. I didn't see one suplex from Brock. They did go to the ground and grapple. Yeah, it was a very it was an MMA fight inside a WWE ring. Um, Cain Velasquez uh, took an. It looked like Brock kicked kicked out his knee. Uh, didn't really make contact, but Kane sold it anyways, and he got put in the Kimura, and that was all she wrote. That was a quick. That was a quick match. Uh, Brock wins, and then Ray comes out um, to try to help Brock or try to help uh, Kane rather. 
Um, but uh, Brock does lay out. Um, Brock does lay out. Came with an F five, and um, he walks out of there. I mean, he pretty much. I, I'm assuming he flew out after that. After it was over, if I know Brock. Fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of Saudi Arabia. Um, I like that Ray was in a sling, but magically his arm healed. Yes. Uh, which was you know, come on, Ray, you're you're a pro. You should know. You should know to sell the arm. Um, and then you had the Tyson Fury f- match. Um, that went way too long. Talk about talk about a tale of two matches right there, because you have two <laughs> non wrestlers going up against uh, you, what you could say uh, are two of the top stars in WWE, and the matches were completely different. Uh, with Kane and Brock, they made it more of an MMA type feel, and that lasted two minutes. And mind you, Kane Velasquez is under contract with WWE, multi year, multi year. Yeah, so it's not just a one and done deal. Yet with the match with uh, Braun and um, Tyson Fury, that match went on for well over 10 minutes it, it lasted a lot longer than it should have and um there was wrestling involved limited amount of wrestling from tyson fury uh he did try to do like a drive-by if you notice that he tried to do a, like a drop kick on the apron it was like an inverted drive-by yeah it, it um i mean i'll give him credit at least he tried he made some some sort of effort but um at the end of the day, like that shouldn't have gone more than that shouldn't have gone very long. That was way too long. That should have been the three minute match. That should have been a three minute match as well. Um, and then Tyson wins on a countout victory, which, I mean, doesn't it doesn't hurt Brock Braun as much. I mean, if he would have been pinned, I feel like it would have made a bigger statement. Yeah, I think in their mind that was probably the best way to get Braun out of that situation, uh, because you're not gonna you're not gonna have Tyson Fury lose. He was not going to lose that match. But at the same time, it's like, what? why have that match to begin with, you know? Like, well, you know. Obviously, we know the reason why, but um, it it just seems like, well, we got to come up with something to kind of protect all everyone. But if that's the case, don't do the match. Like, that's my thing. I thought it was going to be, I mean, because Mayweather had that match with the Big Show. Yeah. He knocked out the Big Show and pinned him. Um, but that was... Very gimmicky. There was outside interference. This was a straight up match. It was, um, and then I think the difference between those two was that um, Big Show, while he was still one of the top guys on both in, in the company, he wasn't like I think at the same level as Braun because Braun's in a higher position. Even yeah. though lately you can't really you don't really notice it, but they they've protected Braun pretty well for the most part, and um, they still protected him with this match as well, uh, even with the the BS finish. It's just, what do you do with Braun after? Like, what's what's the plan with Braun? I don't know. I don't know, because he had to turn heel for this angle, too, um, before he... Was he? Was he a heel? Because I didn't... I, I couldn't really tell. Well, the, the build-up in this, he was definitely the heel. Um, he was the, the, the powerful heel. He, you know, was telling Tyson Fury he's going to get these hands, and um, I was just... I was just messing with you, man. When I threw Dolph Ziggler, like, you know... Um, I don't know. He he came off very heelish to me. He did kind of start it though. He he came off like an asshole. He did, yeah. Um, so that happened. Uh, the OC is the best tag team in the world. Um, I'm surprised that the Viking Raiders didn't win that. I'm kind of su- I'm surprised too as well. So does that mean uh, the OC- I think that was the first time they've been pinned. Oh, that's not. I mean, I don't uh, think they've been pinned. So uh, then, because they've been fighting jobbers this whole time, right? So does that mean they're going to get a they're they're going to get a title shot opportunity, right? You would think. I don't think it's going to happen though. That's true. Um, and then Humberto Carrillo won a pre-show battle royal, 
um, to fight AJ Styles. AJ Styles ends up beating him. But he's looking great. Humberto Carrillo um, needs more sizzle, needs more heat to him, I think. Um, I think... I think a lot of people are hyping him up more than I feel like he's. I agree because he I'm because he's a new face and he's that's new, exciting. But um, I feel like there's no real sizzle to him. There really isn't. Like I, I think he comes off as rather plain, like personality wise. And I mean, in the ring, he's a solid competitor. He's a solid competitor. No charisma though. Well, yes. Yes. I feel like true. he doesn't really have any charisma to him. Um, and then they have a. Uh, HSLs beat him. So he's lost every match. He's had big opportunities, but he's lost every match he's been in so far. Do you think he's better off being a heel? No, that that's a that's a baby face. He has the face of a baby he face. He does have the face of a baby face. Those dimples can't be ignored. Um I mean, unless he like teams with someone, maybe he joins the Lucha House Party and they revolt on their racist ass pinata gimmick. Um, I don't know. Or or teams up with Andrade. That would be cool. I would be. I would. I would be into that tag team for sure. I would be okay with. I'd be okay with that. Him as like have like a, a Latino faction with Andrade as a leader. I'm. I'm fine with that. They could uh, do like their own version of LAX. Yeah, something like that. I. I feel like that could be a, a good move for him. Um, get that heel, get that heel rub early on, um, and then have him turn on, on uh, or have Andrade turn on him, and he could be the babyface fighting from underneath. That'd be cool. Um, Mansoor. Uh, beat Cesaro, poor Cesaro, uh, but we knew the outcome. Of that, that was obvious. But uh, the match was great. Uh, Ma- that uh, Mansoor is he's a, good. He's a great. He's 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 a good talent actually. Um, he can speak. He can talk. He he can go in the ring. His promo after got me excited. Yeah, for him. it it um it's he has charisma. He he's he's got more than Humberto Carrillo. Absolutely. Uh, I, I absolutely. And um, it's they need to use him more than once once or twice a year. You know. They just can't have him be there uh, on the Saudi show and be like their hometown hero. They need to do something with him to make him uh, meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. Build him up because I feel like I would have been more into that match had I seen Mansoor. Agreed, yeah. More. I think that's probably like the, I mean, in the ring, I you could say that's probably the best match of the night. Um, that or the um, AJ Carrillo match um, or even the Team Hogan, Team Flair match. I mean, that was actually pretty good as well. I I was not into that you match. Were not? At all. I mean, it was probably good, but I just kind of tuned out at that point. Um, this was a lot of week in wrestling. There was, was a lot going on. Um, so to add a, a pay per view in the in between, uh, so you had Raw. I didn't even watch Power on Tuesday. I didn't watch Impact on Tuesday, which I heard Impact was pretty good. Uh, then you have NXT AEW. Then you have a f- almost four hour pay per view on Thursday. Then you have SmackDown. Um, a fucking lot going on. Um, so Team Hogan wins that match. You know his baby face are going to win that. Yeah. Um, um, and then let's talk about The Fiend and Seth Rollins. What did you think of that match? Well, at least they had they fin- they had a finish for that match. I'll give them that. At least. Um, I feel like they're booking The, the Fiend way too strong. Um, and, and, and at that time, yeah. the, the, the stomp finish is kind of looks like shit now. Um, I... I get that he's a monster and that like he nothing like hurts him, but he's got to have a weakness. And I think after ten stomps to just get up and not even be able to get get pinned, um, kind of shits on the move. And where do they go with the Bray with Bray Wyatt now? Because no one can beat him apparently. Um, he got he's invincible. He's invincible. So so then what? That's a good question. Um, I mean, I understand them trying to book Bray strong. And that's one thing, but then like I'm all for that. I'm all for that, but 
maybe at the same time they maybe they booked him way too strong. And what do you do? Like, um, by the way, uh, Bray does win. He beats he he beats Seth Rollins via the Mandible Claw, and then be, and then also uh, Sister Abigail on the outside. I thought the ending was pretty was pretty interesting. Like getting thrown into the electrical. He got equipment. thrown into electrical equipment, and Seth thought he was out of the clear, just like right out of the horror movie. You know, he's he's thought he's clear. He's like he's safe. Only for the fiend to pop up from behind the speakers and to take him out. Yeah, um, I thought that was that was cool. Uh, Seth selling, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> like that, I, I I laughed at that. Um, and Bray Wyatt is your u- new Universal Champion. Um, that's one of the things that I feel like is going to affect what happens in the WWE universe. And, and we'll get to that in a little bit. And and quite honestly, like. I last week I said Seth was gonna win, and uh, they made the right call with uh, the Fiend winning and becoming the champion. I just was afraid that if Seth had retained the belt in Saudi Arabia and he came back to the states on Monday for Raw, he was gonna get booed even more. Um, he may still get booed on Monday because in Saudi Arabia he was getting he was getting booze and it was pretty audible, which is crazy because you wouldn't think that they're like a smart crowd like that, right? And then. If they were going to keep the belt on Seth and have him retain, Saudi Arabia would have been the perfect place for it to happen. So now, um, as you mentioned, what's going to happen with uh, the Universal title since now it's on SmackDown by a SmackDown wrestler? Yeah, they have two. They have both big titles on their on the brand now, um, and you know we'll, we'll talk about what happened at SmackDown. But yeah, Bray doesn't need the belt. Um, he he should have just been there to cause havoc, not really to with a mission just. To fuck shit up. I agree. I, I I think it's too soon for Bray to to put the belt on him. Uh, they could have waited a couple months for that. Yeah. Um. So that that was that was Crown Jewel. Um. Who I don't even know who won. It doesn't matter. We got to keep. I have a belt ready for this for our pay per view head to head. Um. I'm gonna debut that at Survivor. Let's Series. do that at Survivor Series because I'll be the I th- first. I think defense. I think for this one it's like we 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 do we do the predictions and everything for the most part like. It's just all in fun, but um, yeah, starting Survivor Series, let's make it uh, interesting. I'm I'm all for that. I have a belt ready. Ooh, okay. so we're gonna let's, unveil the we new got, belt. We got to do that. Um, let's get into what happened on Raw. Um, I feel like Raw's kind of just paint by numbers. I feel like up until SmackDown, the shows have just been exactly the same. Yes. Um, not really much going on. But when I say it's on an island by itself, it really is. Um, cause you figure it raw and then the, I feel like the big stuff happens on SmackDown and NXT and AEW. Um, uh, so raw kind of needs to do more. And the fact that they lost their, uh, universal title to a SmackDown guy makes me feel like even more SmackDown is the new number one universal title is their number one title. Uh, not in my eyes, world title is the best one. Uh, but the universal title is their main title and now it's on SmackDown. Um, let's, let's get into what happened on on raw the kabuki warriors have finally disassociated disassociated themselves with page um i thought that this was something that they that was a long time coming page wasn't even on the shows uh uh what's her name uh fucking oscar gives her the green mist and she sells it very weird she sounded more annoyed that it happened than yeah that's what it was uh, she was like, I need water. I need water. I can't see. <laughs> that was a really bad page impression. But um, she or sounded a very more, good one. Or a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. She sounded more annoyed than anything that it happened to her. So, that, I mean, <clears throat> this is where you go. Paige got a big pop. So it was good that the fans were behind Paige to see that happen to her. Uh, was kind of sad. 
Um, but at least um, at least it opened up with a with a good match between Kari Sane and uh, and Becky Lynch. Um, Kabuki Warriors they did work quite a bit this week. Um, they were not only on Raw but they were also on NXT as well. Yeah, and this is what the women's titles were supposed to do. The tag titles were supposed to, you know, give life to people that probably aren't getting used as much. Give the uh, the tag division which. They don't even have enough women for a tag it's, division. It's non-existent at this um, point. Let them go brand to brand, you know? And then after that, Becky Lynch and Kyrie Sane have a have a great match. Um, I haven't really seen much from Kyrie Sane since she's gotten called up. So to go out there and go one-on-one with the man was really good to see. And that's a shame because uh, Kyrie Sane and Asuka, they're two of the best women on the main roster, both Raw and SmackDown. When we main roster, I mean Raw and SmackDown. Uh they are two of the best that you have, and you're not even, and you're barely utilizing them. And I'm glad they use that more and more um, as the weeks go by. But they should have been doing that in the beginning. Yeah. Um, after that, I mean, um, anything else as far as Raw? That's I mean, they did another Ricochet uh, Drew McIntyre match, which is like they're they're falling back into the patterns of the old Raw with uh, the 50-50 booking and having these rematches on a weekly basis. Both these guys are, are great athletes. They're great wrestlers, especially. I just feel like Ricochet has fallen off so much ever since coming to Raw. Ever since coming to... Yeah, ever since coming to Raw. He's another body now. He's another baby face. Yeah. He, I mean, he comes out with... Ding, ba-dow, ba-dow, all the sound effects when he comes out. Um, but, yeah, he's just another baby face now. Um, and it's... I, I thought it was never possible. Like, they, they can't, they can't <laughs> fuck up Ricochet. Oh, I knew it was very, very possible. But Look it, at Aleister Black, too. And did he, where where the fuck is he? Is going? he? He's been cutting promos every week, but nothing nothing comes out of it. Um, he gets he gets in the ring and has a squash match with whoever's out there. Um, does definitely deserves more. Uh, Randy Orton comes out and gives him an RKO. Oh, it looks like he broke his neck on that, which was awesome to see. Um, other than that, I mean, on, um, Sin Cara brought out a new luchadora, uh, which is awesome. They need women with with masks i've i loved seeing lucha underground pretty much all the women wore masks which was sick as fuck uh, but didn't really do anything for him didn't do anything for her um i it was more awkward than anything um and quite frankly andrade doesn't need to be fighting sin Cara anymore no um it's it's time to move on um andrade uh, needs needs uh needs better opponents. I mean that you have a guy who can be uh he who, not can he should be up for main event uh, material, and yet um having him going back and forth with uh, Sin Cara is not really doing him any favors. It's just time to move on from that robbery. Yeah, and then the main event, uh, Rowan and Rollins had a street fight. This was a warm up for the the False Count Anywhere match with Bray Wyatt. I I feel bad for Rowan. He's kind of just fallen off so much since. The whole Daniel Bryan story that was not told very well. Um, he deserves more than this, and he's just there to be, you know, a big monster heel. Um, so, I mean, that was basically Raw in oh, a nutshell. The the divorce court. That's what that's what oh, dominated I Raw. Totally forgot. About I totally that. forgot about that. Like, um, I I I didn't watch a whole lot of Raw, and um, I would have give and I and that should have ended Raw right there with the Falls County War match. But they did hype up the divorce court segment so much. And it just, it was a nothing segment for me. I mean, it's just, it, it, it makes no sense at all. Like, So Lana left Rusev because he's a sex addict. Right. Just to go bang the brains of Bobby Lashley. Doesn't make sense. And then she said that, I now, I mean, 
I don't know. And, I, don't, I don't. And then she's she breaks out. He's cheating on me. And Rusev's like, what? Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. And he still has feelings for her. He still loves her. And he still wants to be with her, even though she's clearly moved on and she's banging uh, Bobby Lashley. I'm just done with this story. I think it's such garbage. This whole storyline is just ridiculous. Like, this was like this whole idea of adultery with in wrestling and involving couples. Like, it's just, it's, it's. Let's move past. I it's, thought we were past all I this. I thought we were past that too. I think to me it causes more harm than good because we don't know what the ramifications are as far as their marriage goes. I hope, you know, I hope they have a solid marriage and that everything's fine. But traditionally when you when you play those elements into a, a real life couple's um storyline relationship in, relationship and uh, in the ring and in real life, more often than not it doesn't turn out very well. I wouldn't be able to Watch my wife make out with another guy in front of me. Oh yeah, fuck no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that either. Like, and not like kiss, but like really hardcore like gives me a boner kind of making out. Like, um, I I don't know. I mean, we've been asking for Rusev to have more TV time, but not like this. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not. And it makes it it makes Rusev look pathetic. And um, it, it's funny because at first it was um. It was supposed to be Maria and Mike, and they were having these uh these uh these problems, especially with uh, Maria calling, not saying that Mike's not man enough, and that she, she that he's not the real father. And at oh, first, they, they dropped that like a bad. They habit, dropped out like a bad habit because I think they realized, oh shit, this is not comfortable. We don't feel comfortable doing this angle. Not only that, it's a shit angle. It's a shit angle. Well, it, both of them are shit angles to begin with. Rusev debuted, and she alluded that Rusev was going to be the father. Turns out that's not the case. And then a week after, uh, Lana is uh, is with Lashley. It's like this whole angle is so convoluted. Like they were just trying to find someone to fill in for Maria and Mike, and it ended up being Rusev and Lana, and it just ended up being even worse. Yeah, and I like that her her accent just comes and goes whenever it wants to. Oh, it's gone. Like <laughs> I've I've noticed that that accent was gone. Like a year ago. Uh, she wouldn't speak any English, and now she's like very fluent and like has an has her own English accent. Anyways, let's get to NXT. I'm so fucking done with Raw. Um, I am tired of seeing Io Shirai and Candice LeRae fight each other. Uh, they've been fighting for like a month straight. Um, great matches, but let's 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 do something different. I think they incorporated Rhea Ripley in this now. Um, the women's division is hot as shit right now in NXT. I think, um, and, and that's where they have the leg up on AEW is the women's division. Uh, yeah. In fact, they have a leg up on um, on um, both Raw and SmackDown. Uh, the women's division NXT is probably the hottest division of those of, out of those four promotions at the moment right now. And it was announced that there's going to be the first ever women's war games match. First ever faces versus heels. Um, I'm I'm super on board with this. And I love the build-up, how they did it after the match. Um, Eel did beat Candice, a uh, good match. And then uh, and then the heels come out, the baby faces come out, they start brawling. Ruin Regal comes out, he's on top of the balcony, and he's frustrated, he's, he's, he's very furious, says, and says, stop, enough. One word, war games. Everyone popped, oh. and that's how it should be done. Exactly. You don't need to cut a 20-minute promo no. on it. Just come out and be like, war games, and then... Get the crowds excited, um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's a that's gonna be a that's gonna be a great. I think that's gonna be fun to yeah. see. Um, the Kabuki Warriors 
make their debut back on NXT fighting Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox for the titles. Um, I thought this was a really great match. But again, Asuka with the mist. Do you think they're overusing that too much? Yes. Asuka's way too big to have a gimmick uh, finisher she, like that. She she doesn't need the mist to begin with. Um, it's great. I, it, it's it's it has legacy. It, um, it's 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 a great move. It's a it's heel heat. I, I get where they, why they're doing it for. It's heel heat. But um, she has so many other things she can do. But they're also playing to they're, they're playing to that Asian stereotype as well. I mean, you look at like uh, perfect example being the Great Muda when uh, the Great yeah. Muda was working in uh, WCW back in the early '90s. He would incorporate the Mist a lot. Tajiri, Tajiri as well. Um, a more recent example would be Tajiri. Um, I, I just think Asuka is uh, too good to be relying on the mist every day or like every match. But um, I know, did like that they uh, are hiding the face of whoever gets it from the referee during the pin. Yes. Um, what I know it's blatantly obvious that you could see <laughs> the person who got missed it on. Like it's obvious. Well, we can see it, but the ref can't. Um, I thought that was cool, although I will say uh, Nigel McGinnis is like, well, the ref, the ref already counted three. He can't change his decision. Like, bro, we've seen them change his decision. They've changed decisions many times. A bunch of times. So don't even go down that alley. Uh, Cameron Grimes has another great match with Tyler Bate. And, uh, what did you think of the Finn Balor promo? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Um, I'm, I'm all on board. Um, he, he, he made a lot of great points. Uh, Finn Balor, you know, he's, he's coming back to that rock and roll um, yes, I, 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 I'm a big fan of rock and roller, um, Devin, when even up until he left uh, New Japan uh, to come to NXT, I thought he was, um, I thought that was his gimmick right there, like just to be like that straight rock and roller, not taking shit from anyone. Um, he has the guns. He has thing the now. guns now. I, I loved it. Um, even the entrance, uh, it didn't give the crowd, you know, whenever he put his arms up. Um, it, w- it would shine a bright light on the crowd to show everybody doing yeah. it. Um, the spotlight was only on on Finn Balor on this, and I thought that was a nice touch. Um, he still he did it once, and then after I, that he shouldn't do it at all. He shouldn't do it at all. I agree. I mean, especially if he's a heel. Um, I mean, do, would you change his music? No, his music is great, face or heel. I feel like okay. Um, but yeah, Finn Balor that was a really good promo from him. one of the better ones that I've heard from him in recent in a long time. Um. And you just forget like how good of a promo guy uh, Devitt really is. Yeah, especially when he has something to sink his teeth into. Um, and then you had Undisputed Era fighting Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Great match from those four guys. Um, and yeah, that was NXT. Um, so I think we're going to get a War Games match, Undisputed Era versus uh, Riddle, Keith Lee, Dijakovic. I could see Dijakovic being the fourth guy because um, it looks like Gargano and Balor are going to be wrestling at that takeover. That, yeah. That's what that's what it appears. Um, and they're going to have two War Games matches. I mean, I'm okay with them having two War Games matches because they've done two Hell in a Cell matches, one one men and one women. Um, which one do you think is going to end the show? Do you think it's going to be the men or the women? Ooh, I think you got to go with the men on this one. The men on this one? I think I th- so, They've too. been working on this storyline with the Undisputed Era versus everybody for a while. Uh, the women's is it's it's good, but I feel like it's it's doesn't have as much uh, heat to it as like the men's would. Right, and even though it's going to be their first, ep- I, I'm 
I got to go on a tangent on this for go a second. Go ahead. I am tired of WWE shoving all these buzzwords and first evers and historic in my face. Uh, on SmackDown, Tom Phillips would not stop saying, first time ever, first time ever, first time ever. Like, we get it. We heard it the first time. Uh, you don't need to keep banging it into my head. Um, if anything, it just makes me not care about it anymore because I'm over what's happening uh, in the ring. So, yeah, uh, going from the Saudi Arabia show with the first ever women's match, uh, I'm just tired of them patting themselves on the back for every time they do something that's a first ever um, or making up stuff to make it seem like it's the first ever, like Tyson Fury. This is the first time an undefeated heavyweight uh, boxing champion is fight like no it, the first ever undefeated boxer to to wrestle someone else was you did that already but now right oh it's a heavyweight so now it's the first ever like you relax bros just give me good wrestling give me good commentary you don't need to shove all these buzzwords in my face and that's all I got to say uh, that's a that, that that is a um that's a good rant right there um and yeah, they were definitely pushing it down uh, this week on on um, on their pro- on the programming, um, SmackDown in particular. I'm um, definitely um, for NXT and also for uh, the Saudi show as well. AEW, you want to get into AEW? Yeah, we. Um, I want to try to keep this show kind of short, um, but yeah, AEW. What did you think? I thought um, this mat this show was good. Probably the weakest one they've had. Uh, I feel like they kind of were stalling for time in the Cody and Tony Schiavone segments. Um, I feel like not much really driv- drove any storylines anywhere. Yeah. Other than where we're at right now when they're going into full gear, which is next weekend? It's next Saturday. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this go-home show is going to pick up. Uh, but also something we didn't talk about, which has an effect on, I think, both shows and the ratings, World Series. World Series was going on this week. Um, that's why NXT had to be on FS1, which killed their ratings. Oh, um, that was SmackDown. No, no, no. Are you talking? Wait, NXT was on FS1. No, NXT was on USA. Oh shit, my bad. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're you're, you're talking about um, you're talking about SmackDown last week. SmackDown got um, killed in the ratings. We didn't talk about this at all last week. Um, we had a feeling that um, last Friday SmackDown was going to take a hit. Um. Well, when they got the actual official ratings as of Monday, we didn't realize how bad of a hit it was. 880,000 um, viewers watched SmackDown last Friday. Remember they got they had like 4 million viewers first first night? Yes. And Fox was probably like, holy shit. Um, and now they come back down to earth. And but they were, uh, they were declining steady little by little. And then um, that moved to FS1. I, I don't feel like they drilled it in my head. If they want to drill anything, if they're going to talk about first time evers, they didn't drill that in my head. They that didn't drill that. In, yeah, the first time ever SmackDown dropped under a million. Yeah, let's talk about that first time that ever. That is, um, <laughs> I mean, and you can just hear the excuses. Like, I'm sure there were a ton of excuses. Um, WWE, they did have their um, uh, financial analyst report this past week, but they didn't go over the number for NXT. I mean, I'm sorry, for SmackDown, for um uh, for that, I'm sure they're going to have an interesting conversation when when that time comes because I would love to hear what their excuses are. Um, Do you think it's a matter of time before they just pull NXT off of USA? With NXT on USA, I think the biggest mistake that was probably the biggest mistake they've done because. They didn't need to do that. I think NXT was perfectly fine being on the network, being a one-hour show. It was uh, the best television. It was the best wrestling television show out there. Easily. Even though, even though it wasn't on, even though it wasn't on TV, it was on the network. It was still the best television show out there on a weekly basis. 
when they moved it to two hours and they moved it to USA to uh, compete with AEW, even though they're not competing with AEW. But, I mean, why else would you make that move? Why else would you make that move? Um, Counter-program. I think going two hours was... And then that's the thing with 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 uh, with NXT, like the commercials really take me out of it too. They do because um, that two hour show. I mean, it's actually two hours plus because they do have a five minute overrun. It's really more down to like about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty, really, um, or hour and a half actually of of wrestling. And um, it's hard to do that over a weekly basis. Like, can you come up with material for like two hours on a weekly basis with NXT? I with, can't even put a five minute comedy set together in a week exactly yeah and aw i mean they're gonna i mean aw they don't have that problem yet i think their um their shows so far have been for the most part enjoyable um but down the road though i mean this is going to be an issue with with both companies um but with smackdown yeah 888,000. Like, how do you explain that number world series and the move to fs1 but i will say that we didn't talk about this either a rerun of AEW Dynamite aired the same time as SmackDown and actually did better than SmackDown, which is huge. Yeah, I mean AEW did beat uh, SmackDown last week as they did they did beat SmackDown. A rerun, not a live show, but a rerun with like extended content, I guess. But a rerun nonetheless. That's a uh, that's a uh, that's definitely a that's definitely a, sh- uh, a shock right there. Um, but they did bounce back this uh, this past SmackDown. They did bounce back uh, to a higher number. But how do you explain that number? To, like, how do you explain that to your um, to to everyone? Like, not everyone knows how to switch to FS1. Like, maybe not everyone has it. I mean, um, I I I remember to set my DVR at the last minute. FS1 is on as many uh, subscribers as USA and TNT. But non-cable subscribers can tune into Fox. They can't tune into FS1. But then, by that logic, I mean based off that logic, then they can't be watching USA or, or TNT as well. You know, you know what I mean. True, but the, you have more reach with SmackDown being on Fox than you do Robbie on 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 USA. Um, but that you, do, it doesn't explain like that that drop though. That's a huge drop, and it just luckily it was just a one time thing. Yeah, because I'm sure the ratings went up uh, for this SmackDown. It did. Um, let's we got it. We got to keep it flowing. Um, I thought NXT, I thought AEW was was serviceable uh, this week. Um, the big the big thing was the uh, announcement that John Moxley and um, Pack Kenny Omega oh, is going to be a unsanctioned yes. lights out match. Um, so that's going to be wild going into full gear. Um, the other big thing was the announcement of the tag titles. We had the finals this week. That was my main event for the show. Uh, Rock and Roll By Express, far. Rick and Morty, uh, Ricky Morton, and Robert Gibson. <laughs> That's funny that they had Rick and Morty night on a night where Ricky Morton was on the show. Um, I love Rick and Morty, so <laughs> to see this is pretty wild. Uh, the new tag titles look awesome, by the way. I, I love, love the belt designs. Uh, very good job by AEW to make them look like actual championships. Uh, so far, the championships have been. Um, they've been they've been very good. Like I've had no complaints about the designs at all. They're gonna need a mid card title soon, though, right? I think they. I think it's a smart idea. Um, I think if they have a they have the world title, then have a mid card title, women's title, and a tag title. I think that's all they need right now. That's it. Nothing else. You don't need fourteen titles like WWE. No, has. no, 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 no. That's uh, that's way too many. Uh, one more belt would be fine. Um, maybe even a trios title instead of a instead of a. Instead of the mid card, mid card, trios, trios title, they especially if they're going to focus on tag team wrestling. 
I think a trios title would do better than a uh, mid card belt. They they could do that, um, and they have enough teams to do that, and just uh, kind of make it like um, like whoever's not chasing for the world title to be part of the, of of the trios title. They could absolutely do that. Um, that was a staple of um, that's a staple of a lot of the uh, a lot of the Mexican territories yes. now. And Lucha even, Underground had even yeah. back in the yeah Lucha Underground is a perfect example of that. Even back in the early eighties, I mean in the mid eighties, um, the NWA had the world six man titles and. Um, whoever wasn't chasing for the world title, um, especially Dusty Rhodes, it was a Dusty Rhodes staple. Um, he would be with uh, two other with another tag team, and they'd be six man champions. So you could absolutely use that as a as a um, as a weapon. Yeah. So what did you think of the main event, SCU versus Lucha House Party? I thought it was a fantastic match. I love that match. Um, the one thing about that match was I, I was surprised by the ending. Um, uh, they were able to roll up. Uh, they they via roll up. I thought that came off. Um, to go crazy and then just end the match in the yeah, ball up is weird. It 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 was a little. F- I I thought it was a little flat, but otherwise it was an excellent match. Um, the psychology of it though, because um, Kazarian seen that uh, Scorpio Sky was going for the roll up and he like yeah. bolted towards Pentagon to make sure that he couldn't break up the pin. I thought I thought the psychology of that was good, but it kind of came out of nowhere, especially after all the big moves that they pulled off the whole time. Absolutely. Um, but it but it still was a great match. Um, SEU is your first e- is the first ever AEW tag champs. Uh, good for them. Good for those. Good for all three of those guys. Uh, good for everyone that was involved. Yeah, if only Christopher Daniels was healthy, um, he would have been holding the bells. Yes, but great spot for Scorpio Sky, who absolutely turned up for this whole tournament. Um, what did you think of the Chris Jericho and Cody? Um, uh, well, pretty much it was do- the show was dominated contract signing. Um, by Cody arriving to the arena. Him and Tony Schiavone took a, a, a ride from the airport to the um, arena. And it was a throwback to, um, and we mentioned this off the air earlier, it was a throwback to when uh, Flair was uh, going to the arena for Star K93 against Vader. That was a, a good, that was a throwback to that. I, I didn't pick up on that, but now that you mention it, jet flying, limousine riding. Yep. That's that's pretty dope. That was a, that was a throwback to that, um, to that Starcade. I feel um, like they kind of were stalling with that. I feel like they were. I couldn't hear because maybe they needed to mic them up individually, but I feel like they just had one mic inside the car so mm-hmm. I could hear the car, like the car itself, like the engine. I could hear that more. It could just be my sound. Right. But I couldn't hear Shivani and Cody that well. Um, that and I feel like the, the crowd, that segment went way too long. It did. It, it, it did. It the did crowd go longer was than it should have. Talking more. To, I heard someone yelling out for JR more than paying attention to what was going on. Um, but the actual contract signing I thought was great. Yes. Uh, Jericho had the people in the palm of his hand, uh, even to where he was like waiting for that to click the pen. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of just held it there for like a, like 30 seconds and waited for the crowd to start booing him. And then he signed the contract. Um, I thought that was that was really well done. Um, and then there was the uh, I mean, Jericho. I mean, Jericho is the MVP of AEW. By Absolutely, far. that's money well spent. Uh, and um, people say, "Well, you know, he's he's an old talent. He's in his forties." Um, but I th- that's the perfect guy who you want because Jericho can reinvent himself. He knows how to. Uh, he he's he's one of the most intelligent wrestlers out there. He knows how the business goes, and he knows what the fans want. Exactly. Um, I I didn't talk about it last week, but I love that he was talking shit to MJF for wearing a scarf. Yes, when he had a scarf gimmick for a couple years, he did. Uh, he's like, who the hell wears a scarf? Uh, I thought that was pretty hilarious. 
Hangman and Sammy Guevara had a great match to open the show, and then I thought, I um, like I like how uh, Hangman's getting cowboy shit over. He literally said he's saying shit like on TV, which yeah. is cool. Um, Hikaru Shida versus Sh- Shanna, I thought was a great match. I thought it was a great way to put over two new women that I didn't know anything about. Um, they had a really good match. It kind of went too long, and there was too many false finishes. But other than that, I thought it was a great match. In terms of uh, women's uh, women's matches on AEW, it was probably the best match they've had so far. But yeah, you're right. It did it did go on a little longer than it should have. But I think they also at the same time wanted to introduce Shauna as well to to um, the audience because AEW they have a, they have um, a kind of uphill battle. They need to introduce a lot of these women wrestlers because they're not uh, the, the the crowd's not familiar with them, especially if they're from um, Japan or outside of the U.S. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I thought overall AEW was good, not great. Um, if you had to pick between NXT and AEW, which was the better show? I think I like NXT this week. I would go with you on that. I think NXT was a was a better show uh, between the two. Uh, let's speaking of NXT, let's get into SmackDown. Oh, because uh, they can WWE get stranded in Saudi Arabia more often? Because what they put out last night was epic on a bunch of different levels. Right. Um, I've not been this excited for WWE in quite a while. Uh, SmackDown really put over NXT in general. There was a giant invasion angle that they put out. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's talk about let's talk about Brock yeah. uh, coming out to the ring. Brock and Paul make their entrance into the ring, and they were visibly pissed off about um, this whole situation. I think Brock is fucking pissed for le- legit. Legit shoot, mad, yeah. Shoot pissed off uh, that he had a fly from Saudi Arabia. He got out before all the other... Oh, we got to talk about that, too. Yes. So... Um, that and that that's another big uh a big story that happened after the uh the Crown Jewel show was that the um the talent they were not able to leave the country for um for a long time. I mean it, it was almost they barely arrived today. They barely today arrived Saturday. today. This was Saturday at one forty seven PM. They were trying to make it back from Saudi Arabia to have SmackDown the next day. Right. They barely landed what, fourteen. What time hours later. what time was the show? What time was the Crown Jewel show on um it was one o'clock Pacific or no, one o'clock Eastern. So it was like, okay. So it was one o'clock. It was one p.m. Pacific on Thursday, our L.A. time. Um, so they're coming back one forty-seven. They barely came back around one p.m. Saturday. So it yeah. took them two whole days to get back. Um, and there's a whole controversy, rumor, um, conspiracy as to why they couldn't come back. Yeah, the official statement that WWE had uh, they had issued was that there were uh, there was a uh, there was an engine mouth mal- there's engine problems in that uh they were stuck on the um on the tarmac. on the tarmac for uh a, an extended amount of time 6 hours 6 hours and um a lot of the smackdowns which explain which would explain why a lot of the smackdown stars didn't, didn't make it to uh buffalo the next day for um for smackdown yeah and there's a lot of conspiracies going out there uh just based off of like what some of the wrestlers are putting on on twitter uh, Buddy Murphy just tweeted, never again. Um, Roos have said, we're going to need all of your prayers. Uh, brother. Brother. Andrade is like, I wonder if I'm going to make it home by the time of my birth, which is, I guess, his birthday. I'm assuming it's his birthday. <laughs> yeah, which is, I thought was weird. Um, a lot of people were upset that, you know, they had to spend an ex- extended amount of time in Saudi Arabia. And um, 
we'll see. I think there's gonna be more to the story by the time the show comes out next week uh, to have to update you guys. But I feel like they turned lemonade into they made they turned chicken shit into chicken salad um, on SmackDown. For SmackDown, yes, they did. Uh, they, as you mentioned earlier, they took advantage of a of a really bad situation. And they made the best of it. And a lot of people were saying, well, wait a minute. You know, Vince didn't have his hands on the show. And uh, this is something that where a lot of people just don't understand. Vince has his hands on everything. Everything. Nothing goes by Vince without his approval. Vince did approve of the show in um, when they had to rework everything. Uh, this was a Triple H. This Triple H did um, put his input into the show. You can clearly tell this was Triple H's input Absolutely. into the show. But Vince did approve of it. And Vince, you know, gave the final touches to it, and we were brought with a, a great SmackDown. Let's talk about uh, Brock Lesnar real quick. Yes, um, because like we said earlier, the World and Universal titles are both on SmackDown. So I was thinking, like, how are they going to do this? Well, they got out of it by having Brock Lesnar publicly quit SmackDown and take the World title with him. So now the World title is being bounced to Raw, which makes sense because SmackDown is the new A show. So the universal title is their A belt. It's not in my eyes. the The world title will right. always be number one, uh, but the universal title is their A belt, and now it's on their A show. Um, so good way to get around that. Good way to get the universal title over to SmackDown, and send the world title. Like it kind of it makes sense. It's not very well told. Um, people can just quit at their leisure and move move brands. Well, I mean, it's Brock Lesnar. He he could do whatever the hell he wants. So yeah, which. Tells me that he doesn't like working Fridays. I don't think he likes working. Fr- he likes working Fridays either. He so. wants his weekends to hunt, and Friday he he can't set up his hunt <laughs> on on Friday like he used to. Right. So um, and this was reported uh via uh via the Wrestling Observer, where um, as of Monday it looks like that Brock's going to be uh, returning back to Raw with the world title, and um, Bray Wyatt's going to be on SmackDown with the Universal title like you mentioned earlier. So um. What does this mean for the for the WWE title? Is this um, who's going to be Brock on? Uh, who's going to be Brock for that championship? Are we having the Brock Seth feud again? Seth freaking Rollins. Who else is big enough uh, to take on Brock? If if that's their plan to get Seth back over as a babyface, they they just they haven't learned their lesson at all. And I hope that's not the case. They need to just keep Brock special and don't put the title on him. Just have him come out there and feud with people. He doesn't need the belt. Um, no, he doesn't. Because now who's going to take on Brock Lesnar? I mean, I I really don't know. I mean, Shinsuke it, Nakamura. <laughs> it just seems like that uh, with Raw, it, they're kind of going back to how they were a year ago. It seems like nothing's changed. No, um, and then it doesn't help that SmackDown is like the number one show either. So like Raw is kind of on the back burner. Where they've you know, as long as I can go back, remember SmackDown has always been the B show. It to the point there where was for a, years it was just recapping what happened on Raw yeah. with like two matches sprinkled here and there. I mean there was a period where SmackDown was the A show and that was Oh you go down to the SmackDown six, yeah. When you yeah, back in two thousand from two thousand two to two thousand four. And uh, that coincided with the Triple H, uh, the Triple H ring of terror as well. So <laughs> yeah. that didn't help either for Raw. Worst times ever. But um SmackDown though, yes, uh with Paul, Paul and Brock uh, quitting going to Raw, now we know it's set in stone that the Universal title is going to be on uh, SmackDown. Hopefully, not with the red strap because that makes no sense. And um, the NXT invasion. Let's just talk about that because that's where um, that's basically what the show uh, was emphasized on. Oh, one more thing I wanted to yes. talk about. Um, 
they needed to fill time on this show. They literally gave us the whole Brock Lesnar Kane Velasquez match. They did. I noticed uh, <laughs> that, and and also uh, highlights of the Tyson Fury uh, Strowman match as well. Yeah, so they definitely just in were, case you didn't li- watch it, they were definitely like trying to fill time because um, they didn't have to show us the whole match, but no. I guess it was short enough to do that. That bought them three minutes of time. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the invasion. Um, so far, SmackDown was on its normal path. I was spoiled with uh, Adam Cole coming out. Um, however, I didn't know anything else that was going on. Um, Bailey has a match, right? Yes, she had a match with uh, Nikki, Nikki Cross. Cross. Um, and then unexplicably, un- un- like they didn't really explain it, but Shayna Baszler comes out, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? And she made Bailey look really bad. <laughs> she made she beat up all all three of them, but I feel like Bailey is like the big bad heel that's trying to show I'm a bad guy. Um, for a bigger bad guy. Yeah, to come. until until an actual badass comes and yeah. then you realize you ain't shit. Yeah, it looked very funny to me, um, and it made I th- I thought it made Shayna look great. I feel like it made Bailey look pretty lame. Um, Bailey and, and to a lesser extent Sasha. Yeah, because they're supposed to be the big bad guys, but there's a real legit bad guy in the in the ring now. Um, so that that was really cool. She beat all three of them down. I was like, okay. What's happening here? Because I did notice at Crown Jewel, they announced it was going to be SmackDown versus Raw versus NXT. Correct. Which I was like, oh, that's weird. That's that's cool. They're going to have like some NXT matches. So, on. so two things tell me is that number one, NXT is no longer the developmental brand. And it wasn't like it had and it was n- never the, de- the, the developmental brand to begin with, even though they kept saying it was. They're now on terms with Raw and SmackDown. So now they have three official brands. Literally. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is on network TV now, so I guess they can do that. Um, cut to Triple H backstage, and then Shawn Michaels with him too, with an NXT hat on. I was like, "Oh, this is this is interesting," because we knew going in, SmackDown didn't have a full roster. No, they didn't. They were missing about 150 people that work for WWE in Saudi Arabia, so they had to do something. And I, I'm already, I'm intrigued. This for me already, this show is going to be the best show of the week for me. Uh, oh, by far. And I'm only I'm, I'm only 30 minutes into the show. I'm like, oh, shit, something's happening. Uh, they interviewed Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's talking shit about NXT, only for Matt Riddle and Keith Lee to show up. And to <laughs> lay it to, and for them to both lay out Sami Zayn. Uh, he ran away from them. He did. And <laughs> he was like, oh, I, I was wearing an NXT shirt. Let me get it for my car. And they're like, oh, we'll go with you. He's like, no, you don't got to do that. He's like, no, we're going to do that. Um, so he's like, oh, then come on right this way. My car's over here. And then he bolts, um, bolts to the ring. And they they lay out Sami Zayn. Good on Sami Zayn. See what happens. You don't go to Saudi Arabia and you get some TV time that's not with Shinsuke. Yeah, good. Um, for, he was never going to go to begin with. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then after that, you have a Miz TV segment, and he says he's going to interview himself, only to get interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa, who challenges to a match and beats the shit out of him in a match there. I love that segment. I loved it too. I love that segment. That was a great way to, to introduce uh, Ciampa to uh, the main roster. And then you, <laughs> it's so crazy that the, what they managed to pull off here. I mean, we don't. I don't know if we have to break down every little thing that happened, but the fact that they turned a really bad situation into a really great situation that's going to send big shockwaves through all the shows. Because now I'm excited for Raw. Yes, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Is NXT going to invade Raw? And it also has me wondering: Is it just a matter of time until this turns into the WCW invasion angle part two? Well, this was rumored for a while, like um, a couple as as probably as 
soon as 2016, 2017, uh, there was talks about an NXT invasion angle where Triple H was going to bring NXT over uh, to invade both Raw and SmackDown. So this has been for a while, and now that they were presented with an opportunity that, oh, well, we need to fill, we need to come up with something. They brought this in, and this was a perfect opportunity to do that. The only problem with that, though, is um, there is an expiration date on this, and that's Survivor Series. Yes. Um, and I, I'm just afraid that Vince... Oh, don't get that wet. Uh, Vince is going to see that... He's going to give him the one night to, to look good, but it's all going to come back to his superstars yes. uh, being top, top dogs, big dogs. Um, you had... Fire and Desire waiting for Carmella and someone else to come out, only for them to get beat up by Bianca Belair backstage. Um, Bianca throws Carmella in. I think she's dr- sent her to hell because um, she threw her over a stack of boxes. Yes. And I feel like she, legend has it she's still falling. Um, she probably is, dude. She's in. Um, she's in. Uh, remember in The Simpsons where. Um what was it? I think it was Ozzy Smith. Like he t- he took a picture and he was like hey, he got dropped into the void. He dro- <laughs> he's dropping forever, and then he sees something. Oh, and he takes a picture of it, and then he's, he's still dropping down in that void. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly her right there. Or the bottomless pit that yes. the the um, Homer throws the the crusty doll in. Remember yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah, yeah. The 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 evil doll, right? Yes, the evil doll. Um, and then Fat Tony throws like a body, and like there's other things going on. Um, and then, um, I got it. We got to talk about Adam Culver's Dan O'Brien. Holy shit. What a treat we got on SmackDown. You know, out of all the matches this week, um, I could say, I, I could easily say this would be the, easily the match of the week of all, between all the shows. 1000%. Yes. Um, Dan O'Brien and Adam Cole put on a, a phenomenal match. Um, Adam Cole is a main event material. Um, doesn't matter if he's on NXT he could be on the main roster as well. Um, his size might be the biggest weakness, but uh, if you look past the size, he's got everything else. Yeah, I mean, are they going to start calling him uh, Shorty? Sh- um, Shorty Cole? Shorty, Shorty, Shorty C? Oh, God. Uh, because, I mean, let's be honest, uh, the NXT roster is pretty small compared to uh, the Land of the Giants. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> it's really weird that they... Uh, they're calling up these small guys to take out their big guys. Uh, but Dan O'Brien, five-time world champion, gets pinned clean by Adam Cole, who not only wrestled with a broken wrist, uh, but he did the uh, the sunset flip pile driver. What's the move called? Uh, the Panama City Sunrise. Panama City Sunrise, and then hits the uh, the running knee on Dan O'Brien. Yeah, uh, and, and that was the right and that was the right call right there. You, you that was hit. the first ever time NXT title was. Uh, defended on SmackDown. Did you know that? I didn't know Tom that. Phillips said that like 30,000 times during this match. I got it once, but then he kept saying it after like over and over and over again. Like, okay, I get it. Th- that's the first time we get it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm i really excited to see what happens on SmackDown going forward. Um, but like you said, it has a shelf life and Survivor Series is... We're going to see what happens Survivor with NXT. Survivor Series is the expiration date, unfortunately. Do you think that's going to be an ongoing thing where NXT can come up at any time? You know, they're really serious about if they're really serious about this um, brand split. They um, they picked a perfect time to do the draft and um, have and then have Survivor Series come up a month later. Um, More, I mean, the brand split. <laughs> it's it's meaningless. It's, like, is like, it already dead? It's 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 a joke. It's been a joke for years. 
Um, so, and then I, I don't know. I mean, it's my thing is it's, it's been a joke. They, they're not taking it serious. Um, whenever, whenever something bad happens, they're quick to jump the gun. I mean, in this situation, I'm going to give them a pass because this was something that was outside their control. They had to do something. They had to do something drastic. And, um, it played in perfectly with, um, almost too perfect. Do you think they were ready for this just in case they're not dumb enough to, to just hedge all their bets on everyone be able to make it back in time. Right. You know, they, they, I don't know what they were thinking having that Saudi show and then having SmackDown the next day. I don't know money. what the hell they were thinking. Well, obviously, we're thinking obviously money, money, boy. Obviously, money. But um, that was just a, that, that was I don't know. I mean, that's just I w- I wouldn't have done that obviously. But um, overall though, like I mean, l- look at the positive. We got a great SmackDown to talk about. We got a great show. We had a great show that ended the week. Um, and we're and, we're, and you and I are probably pretty. We're pretty hard on both Raw and SmackDown because. They don't give us good stuff, but when no. it's great, we we like talking about it, you know. And this was a perfect, and this is a perfect. Ep- no, I don't want to say perfect episode, but it was a very good episode of SmackDown. And when it's good, we'll we'll say it's good, and when it's bad, we're gonna say it's bad. And that's what I like about our podcast. We're we're pretty fair when it comes to criticisms on to AEW to that effect too. Um, yeah, because we criticized AEW as well. I mean, this was probably. I mean, this is the weakest AEW show so far. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, but. Their go home show next week for full gear should be right back to to being awesome. I I and this is gonna be the first test by the way because um the, first pay per view yeah first their first pay per view after um, debuting on TNT yeah let's see how they do with their go home shows. Um, but yeah, I just I'm I'm really buzzing about this. Um, uh, not only this uh fucking cold brew I drank earlier, Hey-o. but I'm really buzzing off of what happened on SmackDown last night. I I feel like SmackDown and Raw are such paint by numbers. I know exactly when I need to get the fast forward button ready. Um, and here, like, so much happened in such a short amount of time. Um, and I think I think I'm I'm excited for Raw tomorrow. because um, are they gonna? Because if they're gonna, are they gonna do? Um, are they gonna do the same format as they did last year with like having like Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, but instead having Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT, and then you're gonna have the three champions fight each other. Um, <sighs> Because I don't think that's a good idea, to tell you the truth. To do not put Brock, Bray, and Adam Cole yeah, in the same I w- I would not do that match. So, you think they're going to do it, though? You know, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, because I don't know how this Brock situation is going to play out. Are um, they building up... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Are they building up NXT to the point where there's going to be Team NXT versus Team Raw and SmackDown? Did they book I, them that strong? I think... I think if they can do a five on five on five match for that, I mean, absolutely, they can absolutely do that. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Or they can do Team NXT versus Team Raw slash SmackDown. I yeah, mean, that's which, what I'm whichever they can do. I mean, they can they can do that. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole triple threat match with the champions because I think that's going to make Adam Cole look very weak, make him look tiny. It's going to he's going to look tiny compared to those two. Um, they could. I think they could have done a War Games for for Survivor Series instead. Ooh. I mean, you can absolutely do war games as well, but I think that might be a bit overkill. I like how this one wrinkle, we went from being like, oh, they should have done Team Hogan versus Team Flair at Survivor Series. That right. would have been awesome. But fuck that. I'd rather have this. I'd rather have this now. This yeah. one wrinkle has completely changed my mind. Um, and WWE so good at this where, you know, they give us so much garbage for so long. Um, and then they do something like this and totally redeem themselves. They redeemed themselves pretty well for this episode. I'll say that. 
Uh, but we'll see what's going on, what what happens going forward. And we'll be back um, to talk about it next week, guys. But I think we're done for the show. What do you, you got anything else? I'll stick. I got nothing else. No I mean, late breaking news. No late breaking news. Um, next week's going to be, um, it's going to be um, the AW pay-per-view we got to talk about. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think I'm good to go. All right. Well, um, you know where you can find us, guys. Spotify, Google Play, Pornhub, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. YouTube sometimes uh, when, when we get Byron in the house. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening, downloading, telling your friends, telling your neighbors, telling your friends' neighbors. We are the new, 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 new World Order Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week. <laughs>